So the goal is to be equipped, which means it's different than sermon hour. Uh, it's not, it, you know, I was going to say well, it's not sermon hour, but it actually is pretty close to a whole hour. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Can't see Pastor Joshua to see if he's laughing or not. Yeah. Everyone come and take a seat. And uh, in general, and I'll probably keep saying this, it's easier uh, for all of you to participate if you're sitting in the front. Um, but instead of calling you all forward to the front, which I do consistently and get varied results, um, this time it's okay if you're actually going to be spread out a little bit because some of the portion of the time you're going to spread out. So that is going to be okay. Um, Let's see here. So this is equipping hour. And equipping hour, um, sometimes we actually equip. We were blessed the last couple weeks to have a missionary update. We're not talking about those, so those don't need to be on anymore. Um, the uh, last couple weeks, we were blessed to have a missionary update. And then we heard from all of our short-term teams the week before that. Maybe those aren't, aren't specifically equipping, but they are pretty awesome. Um, next Sunday, not particularly equipping, but it is prayer. So we are looking forward to our prayer Sunday next week. I'll say it again during, during our announcement. We want you to be here. So we should always have a packed house on equipping our prayer time. There's no reason why we shouldn't all be here short of I am so sick I can't go to church. Or you're out of town, which would make it tricky too. Um, but in general, equipping hour is going to be about equipping. And God has given us the job of making disciples. And so we want to be good disciple makers. Um, the Apostle Paul has a great phrase. He uses it in the beginning of Romans and at the end of Romans. And when you see something that's at the, both at the beginning of a letter and at the end of a letter, you know that it's important. And this phrase is, and talks about Paul's purpose, is the obedience of the faith. And really, equipping our, we're kind of doing both of those things. We are going to make sure that we know what the faith is, what, what core doctrines are. That, that's going to be our fall series coming up, uh, who we are in Christ. We want to know what the faith is, but then we also want to have lives that conform to the faith. We want to know the obedience of the faith. Faith should lead us to obedience. And so that's what we as disciples do, right? We want to communicate faith, and we want to be obedient, right? We want to train others to obey. And so this morning is going to be a really useful one for you as a disciple of Jesus Christ, but also for you as a discipler. I believe that this can be life-changing the rest of your life. Now, some of you are going to come here this morning and say, today I learned how to help someone do something I already knew. That is awesome. Right? Because we're to be disciplers. So if you sit through this morning and say, I already knew that, then, Lord willing, you'll be like, but I'm more ready to help someone do that. Perfect, right? Because this is equipping hour. It's not just learning hour. It's not just, you know, I'm going to let truth get into me hour. It's, it's, it's equipping hour. We want to equip you to do something. So if you're like, I already knew this, then, Lord willing, it'll help you help someone else. It'll help you make disciples. But it's also possible that as you come here this morning, that as we talk about praying with Scripture, that this is something you don't already know. That you're coming this morning and saying, you know, I don't really know how to have a, a refreshing time of prayer. And so then, Lord willing, this will be helpful to you. So I've kind of spoiled what we are talking about. Let's see here. Do we, uh, who's on? Can someone help with a portable mic this uh, morning, if we can work on getting that going. Um, I don't know if Cademan has to do it every time, um, but maybe we can ha have others help Cademan as the weeks go. But um, we're going to get started. Well, first I'm going to pray, and then I'm gonna, I've got a couple questions to get us started, and then we're going to look at some skills, we're going to practice, and we're going to eva evaluate. Okay, so that's the plan for the morning. You don't have notes, but you've got paper, pens. You can grab a bulletin. You can take, you can take some notes. It's pretty simple stuff. Uh, Father, we thank you that you have uh, called us uh, to obey Jesus Christ. 
And uh, we are called to believe, to repent, and we thank you, God, that you have granted us repentance, and uh, our faith, our hope is in him. And now, Lord, we thank you that you have left us here uh, to be engaged in making disciples. And so during this equipping hour, Lord, we want to be better equipped uh, to be people who pray and to be people who help others pray. And so whether we are a junior higher here or whether we've been saved for a long time, I pray, Lord, that this time would be useful, uh, that we would enjoy talking to you more, that we would uh, really wake up in the morning eager with some kind of um, comfortability, not with you, although that's true too through your son. You are great and awesome. You're transcendent, but also close, but also comfortability knowing what we're going to do. So please, Father, may this morning be useful. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so first question here, and oh, Jeremy's going to help us with the mic. It's going to be real simple here. Just call out. In fact, we may not even need this unless you've got a longer answer for this first part here. Okay, but what are some of the reasons we know we should spend time in prayer alone with God? In fact, we will use the, 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 the mic for this. Okay, so not just time in prayer, right? And not just corporate time in prayer, but you, not just praying as a family, but you alone with God. How do you know you should do that? How, how do you know, like, what are some of the reasons to convince ourselves that this is valuable? Someone have a reason, and Jeremy's got the mic. What's a reason why you should spend time praying alone? Okay, this is important for discipleship. Donna in the back. Sorry, sorry Jeremy. Okay, this is great. Donna, why should we pray alone with God? Because of Jesus' example. Because of Jesus' example. Great. That is, that is on my list here. So Price is Right, and you've got... No, is it Price is Right that does that? No, it's, uh, oh, the two, thing with the two families. and Yeah, it's Family Feud. Okay, uh, and what is another reason? Jesus' example is great. Someone else? Let's go quickly, or else we can't convince anyone they should pray. Why should we spend time praying alone? Yes, there, Caroline. Because it shows that you have a relationship with God, communion yes. with God. Yeah, great, right? So God saves us for relationship with him. And we have, the people we don't talk to, uh, we don't have great relationships with. Um, you may have a lot of affection for them. You may have a long-term relationship with them. But it's those people that we talk to, we have ongoing relationship with. And that's why God saved us. Very good. What's another one? The uh, pump is being primed here. Yeah, go ahead, James. I'm going to be honest with God. When you pray by yourself, nobody's around the room, so you're going to be honest. Nobody's yeah. sitting there. Okay, yeah, right. So, so, so praying, praying alone with God is a great time to be honest. There's all kinds of things to be honest about. Uh, the the, the, the uh, sins we need to repent of, our general neediness, right? Like those, like those are great things to express to God when we're alone. Jesse? It shows how valuable he is. It shows how valuable he is, right? We spend time doing the things that we find valuable. If we spend time scrolling the internet, we might not say we find it valuable, but we find it valuable. Thanks, Jesse. And Ashley? Because we can, we have access to the Father through Christ. Yeah, right, because we can. Like, this is the great privilege of being saved, right? We have a great high priest who's entered through the heavens, anchoring us into the Holy of Holies. Okay, now those are just a couple great examples. It is why God saves us. God listens to us. He responds to us. Prayer is how God brings himself glory. And Jesus' example, if Jesus needed to be alone to pray, we definitely need time alone praying. Okay, great. Now, the next question, you guys did a great job. This is, this is, that was really exciting. That happened quick. Very good. And you can start raising your hand as soon as you get an idea here. What are some of the hindrances to spending time alone with God in prayer? So what are some of the hindrances to spending time alone with God in prayer? Who, who, who has a... A, a hindrance. You know, if you go first, you get the easy ones. Josh. Distractions. Yes. And I, yeah, go ahead. As, as soon as you get like ready to pray, you're like, oh, shoot, I need to do this or I need to remember to, to, to do that. Or um, all of a sudden you have an urge to check your email or right. do something else. Yeah. 
Yep, great, great. Yeah, no, uh, uh, as, 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 as you mentioned, distractions. Is there anything worse for your time alone with God than having your phone there, right? Like there are like eight quadrillion distractions. Okay, what's, what's another one? Brian? Laziness. Laziness, yes, yeah, right? Because, and, and, and I do hope, you know, as we, as we say lazy, that could be because we are just such a lump that we don't do anything. Right, or just like ah, I just you know, um, just always lazy. Or it could be that it's hard, right? And so hopefully this is going to be a method that will help us through some of that hardness. And behind Brian, hi Steph. You're weak and tired. Like You're... you think about the um, the disciples who you know prayed and then like they fell asleep. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, weak and tired, and, and then that kind of just kind of leads into, a, 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 I won't say if it's a bigger problem, but the whole issue of time, right? So whether it's the distractions when we sit down or just our whole life being full, you know, you may not feel tired if you're like, oh, well, the kids were gone with Jonathan all day. I just had a nice refreshing day. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fall asleep, right? So, okay, great. And let's just have, 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 have a couple more of, of the challenges. Yeah, David? Busy schedules and a lot of homework. Okay, busy schedules, a, a, a lot of home, homework. That, 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 that kind of is the uh, a tiredness. Our lives are full. And last one, Etta? Lack of discipline. And, and, and lack of discipline. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, you. We could probably add to that that sometimes praying alone could be difficult because we just don't have space. You know, if uh, you have a house full of kids, it might be difficult to find space alone. It can be difficult to spend, to find time alone. And we didn't really get to one that maybe is true of all of us. Um, and Jeremy, I may not have another question for a little bit, so you just don't have to stand there. Um, but maybe, so don't go too far. <laughs> okay, um, so, uh, but thank you so much, Jeremy. Um, is that we've tried it, right? How many of you have had, a, you started a discipline and you tried it and you found that it was, it was difficult? And maybe, maybe, and, and, and uh, in his book called Praying the Bible, Donald Whitney makes the case, and he makes a big case of it. I think that it's at least the case for some of us um, that boredom can be a problem. Now, I know that sounds really bad, um, but, but here's what happens to many of us. Um, we often know that we should pray for the same things, and as we pray for the same things, we often pray with the same words. Okay, so we pray for the same things, and that's where I'll probably get Jeremy back in just a minute. We pray for the same things that we know we ought to pray for, and then we pray in the same words. And then after we do that, we're like, okay, well, that was about 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and then maybe the next day you do it again, and you find yourself praying for the same things in the same words, the same things, and so it is possible um, that you feel bored, and you feel guilty when you're bored, and you also, when you feel bored when you're praying, um, your mind tends to wander, right? You're, you're, you're like, I've prayed for my kids and their tests for several times this week, and you start wandering, and you get distracted, okay? So I think when you're having an interest, okay, so if you have a conversation with someone, and maybe you know have someone in your life like this, you go to them and they say, how, how was your week? And they say, busy. And you say, oh, okay, so what did you have going on this week? Well, you know, I took my kid to, 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 to the sports. I'm not thinking of any person here. And, and, and you have that same conversation every Sunday. Do you look forward to that conversation? Okay, good, you're laughing. You don't look forward to that conversation, right? At some point, it starts becoming awkward. Uh, you talk about the same things. Uh, you, you love the person, but you're kind of like, this is not really a relationship. And so that can happen with our prayer times. Now, that may not be your biggest struggle. Your biggest struggle may be discipline. But I think that we're going to get to something here that if you come to, 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 to God's word, planning and praying, you're going to find it so refreshing that, that, that it'll be easier to be disciplined because you're going to enjoy it more. And really, um, um, I think that we don't really have a hard time disciplining ourselves for the things that we enjoy. We just do them. So 
Um, what are some of the things that we pray for daily? And here we've got Jeremy back. If you were to make a short list of the kinds of things we pray for every day, or at least that you know you should, let's just try to get the top five or six in family feud fashion. So what's the number one answer you should pray for daily? Go ahead and raise your hand if you got one. Okay, it's not really a game. It was... <laughs> okay, yes, thank you. Mike. It's coming, Mike. There you go. Pray for an opportunity to be used by God. Oh, great. Yeah. Now, if, if it, now that is, it didn't make my list of the most often prayed things, but if that's really what you're praying for daily, that is a great example. Yeah, great. Someone else? Yes, Kevin. Pray for your church, pastors, members, etc. Great, great. Yes, and, and if you're praying for your church daily, I love it. Thank you. If you're praying for your pastors daily, please don't stop. Yes, in the back, Stephanie? for people around you. Okay, yeah, right. So, 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 so praying for salvation of people that you love. And I think that that can be a great example of one that may get boring. Like, I don't know about you. You really want it, but you've like prayed for that person so many times. So, so what Donald Whitney is going to kind of help us here is to pray for salvation of the people that you love, but with new words. And we're going to do that by, by praying through Scripture. I think that if we were to guess the majority of things that we pray for daily, maybe you say, God, help me with the besetting sin. You probably pray for your immediate family. You probably pray for the day for the day ahead of you, whether kids praying for classic, I've got a test coming up, or I've got a difficult relationship with, with someone at work. Um, and I've heard this in the past. Many of us go through a crisis, uh, and the idea is you go through crisis every six months. Now, that may not be always a bad thing, but it's just a life-changing thing. So you've got a new job, and you're going you're, you're gonna to pray for it. Um, or, or someone you love is sick, and you are praying for it. You, we, we go through some kind of, of, of a big change. If we have a, a financial need, it's something we pray for consistently. And then, as Kevin mentioned, there may be church members you pray for consistently, your, 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 your transformation groups, certain ministries, missionaries. Uh, 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 outreach. So is it bad that we would pray for the same topics daily? No, right? Because those things are on your heart, right? Those things should be on your heart. Was there anything on that list that shouldn't be on your heart? No. So that's great to pray, but then why would we potentially get bored praying for the same things that we pray for that are really good things and that's where we may want to think about the kinds of words that we are using to pray for them. So if you are God's child, I trust that you want to pray. And if you have God's spirit in you, I know that about you right now. This sounds appealing to you, not just as a box to be checked. I'm like, I'm going to get some brownie points with God by having a more enjoyable prayer time. But your heart cries out, Lord, I love you. I've had really sweet times of prayer, but I want more of those. Okay, so that is exciting because you are a new creature in Christ. If you've been saved by him, you, you, you enjoy praying to him. You want to talk to him and you don't want that to be a boring kind of, kind of slog through the list again and go through the list again tomorrow and go through the, that can be very defeating, uh, depressing, dis, dis, discouraging. And if that's the habit that you're in, praying the same old things about the, the same old words for the same old things, Another 10 minutes of that does not sound appealing to you. Even if you love the Lord. Okay, so we're going to talk about a basic method to, to a praying here. And it's using scripture uh, to launch into praying to God. Now, some of you might be like, I do this. Some of your lives may have already been changed by doing this. Um, uh, but for some of you, 
Lord willing, it'll be really refreshing to your spiritual life, and it'll be a tool you can pass on to someone else. As you disciple your kids, you can model this. You can, you can take turns sitting with someone. You can pray a request from the text, then they can. This is just such a, 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 a usable uh, praying method. So here's a, a quote by uh, uh, Piper. And, uh, and so we're talking about using... God's word and responding to it in prayer. And John Piper writes, Praying the word means reading or reciting scripture in a spirit of prayer and letting the meaning of the verses become our prayer and inspire our thoughts. Okay, So reading God's word, then turning it back into prayer to God in a way that the meaning of it, not just the actual words themselves, although you may use them, but the meaning of it becomes your prayer to God. So, for example, um, I mean, I just tried to type one of these up, but you guys could type this. Some of you might like to write down your prayers. You could do it with pen and pencil. You could sit at a keyboard if it's in airplane mode, or else you'll be distracted by other things like the interwebs. But, uh, um, so here's just an example of Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27 is a beautiful psalm. Um, but here, so here's just my attempt at trying to turn that into prayer. This is kind of exposing. This is just me writing down something. I just kind of like threw it together so that you can just see an example of how that 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 could be done. I'll probably have to pray this, but okay. Uh, Lord, you are my light. Without you, I would be in darkness, completely insensitive to you and in love with my sin. I would need salvation, but not even want it. But Lord, you are my salvation. You've planned my rescue and you've accomplished it in Christ. Forgive me, Lord, for so many fears that I have, fearing what man will say to me, fearing for the future, even fearing judgment. Lord, I have nothing to fear because you are my stronghold, my safety. I hide in you. I am hidden in Christ. And so then I try to think about others too. Lord, I pray that your light would shine in my family, dispelling the darkness of sin, that they would know you as their salvation, that in Christ they would know that you are 100% for them. And I pray that you extend the salvation to church this Sunday as I think of those coming who don't know you. So that was just an example there of me just trying to take that Psalm 27.1 and I just riffed off of it in prayer. Now, some of you may, all, may already do that. Um, I don't know when I started doing that, but that is by far my most enjoyable way to, 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 to pray. Um, and so if that's new to you, I'm sorry, I haven't told you about it sooner. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but like, we're going to learn, we're going to learn some more and we'll practice and I'm going to run out of time, but that's awesome. Okay. So, um, so one of the benefit of this is that it presents us, um, un unnecessarily repeating the same thing again and again. Um, if you start with a list of members of Cornerstone Bible Church and you pray for the Aguilars, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, are the first family. After that is the Ons, I think. But anyways, you, you, you're going through, through, through alphabetically. Okay, you pray for, for the Aguilars, and you, you know them by, by name. You pray for their kids. You pray for the Ons. Pretty much by the time you get to Baconis, you're using the same words, right? But what if the, the Aguilars were prayed in this Psalm 27, verse 1 language? And maybe... Um, Verse 4 says, 27, verse 4, One thing I've asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to acquire in his temple. One of the coolest verses uh, in, in Scripture, I think. Um, but by then, you're praying for the, for the Baconuses with that. Doesn't that change your prayer time? Then just that I know if I just start off with that long list, I am just going to be praying the same things before long. God, please help them, help them to be a light and a witness. I'm just going to use, you, use my Isaiah language, and you're going to use your language, and you're going to bore of a hearing yourself. Um, so John Piper writes, if, if, if I try to pray for people or events without having the word in front of me guiding my prayers, then several negative things happen. One is that I tend to be very repetitive. Whew. 
so we're, we're, in, we're in good company. Uh, I just pray the same things all the time. Another negative thing is that my mind tends to wander. And that's also very easy if you're just praying through a list of names, a list of problems, a list of your, your sins you're trying to overcome. We just become, become very repetitive. So about this method of praying scripture, uh, D.A. Carson writes, Pray over the scriptures. Christians just setting out on the path of prayer sometimes pray for everything they can think of, glance at their watches, and discover they've been at it for all of three or four minutes. This experience sometimes generates feelings of defeat, discouragement, even despair. Maybe that's what some of your prayer times have felt like. Like, oh, I think I'm out, God. A great way to begin to overcome this problem is to pray through various biblical passages. And, uh, and I've got another quote here, but, 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 but we'll just try to uh, go forward and kind of, so, so that's the method. You take scripture and you turn it into prayer. So now here's some, some questions about this method. And I think that the most obvious one is, uh, is I don't have a Kleenex. Uh, Melissa, would you bring me a Kleenex? That, that has nothing to do with this. Um, but it's, it's going to get messy here soon. Okay, so what... <laughs> What if you don't understand the, the passage? This is why people are like, hey, you, sh- you should put that online. I'm like, no, no, okay. Okay, so what if you don't understand the passage? And that's real, right? Particularly as you're praying through scripture. And so this is where you want to use this time of prayer, not as like this is not primarily about Bible study time. So sometimes when, oh, thank you so much. So, so just as we are reading reading God's word, and let's say you might set a goal for yourself of reading two chapters or three chapters, you don't have time to follow every rabbit trail of like, I don't know what that means. There are times of, of broad reading, and this could be one of those times that you're, that you're not necessarily trying to track down everything that that text could mean. It is possible as you're trying to pray through scripture um, that you may even not understand a verse and that may turn into a prayer that is not what that verse means. Because you have the blessing of being in a Bible-teaching church, often your theology is not going to be so bad that that was a prayer you shouldn't have prayed. Um, um, so we don't want to make this time of praying through, through Scripture our Bible study time. In general, though, you're going to be, be praying um, with a lot that is according w- with God's Word. The odds are you're going to be praying far more according to his will, what you know his will is for you and for other people if you're praying through scripture. You'll also be thinking about that part you don't understand, which is like meditating. You might come to that verse like, I don't actually know what the verse means. Lord, I don't, I don't understand. Please help me. And then you might just skip on to the next verse. So that is, as you're praying through Scripture, and let's say you want to pray through Psalm 27, try not to let that time be overwhelmed by what you don't understand. You can go back to it in Bible study later. You can do an internet search later. It also, though, makes a great case to studying God's Word. Because the more of God's Word you understand, the more Scripture you can pray. If you just set yourself out a task of, this is kind of a big task, it's not a huge one, there's 150 Psalms. Over the course of three years, you would have a very easy time to pray through all the Psalms if you just studied one of them deeper each week, right? So just answer a few questions. So the more scripture you, you, you understand, and this is really the, uh, some of the beauty of expository preaching. Um, by God's grace, years of listening to Pastor MacArthur's tapes when I was a little kid growing up and going to Bible teaching churches, when I go through, through Luke now, I understand more of it. So the more, the more you understand of God's word, the more you're going to have, have an easy time praying through vast portions of it. But don't worry what you don't understand, basically. Okay? Just kind of skip it. And I just did that in my example really quick um, because two and three, I understood just four in my example. It was going to be, be easier to, 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 pray, uh, to pray in my example here. And so just you can focus on what you do know. Um, Another question. So that's like, what if you don't understand the passage? Big answer is don't be too type A about it and have to figure it out before you keep praying. Uh, another, uh, so just real sample. So, so we're going to kind of use Psalms. We're going to talk about praying through Psalms. Psalms are great to pray through because they are prayers. So, um, but what if it's a different portion of, 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 of Scripture? 
you can still pray through it. Um, if it's a narrative, if it's a story, you're probably just going to have to step a little bit back from it and say, uh, or a parable, what was the big idea here? Or what were some of the big takeaways? Well, I see in the life of Joseph, God's faithfulness to his redemption plan. I also see this great example of him running from sin. I've, I've got a couple pretty easy things to be praying for there instead of like, oh, wow, he was in there for seven years. I need to turn that into a prayer point. Who do I know who's been in prison for seven years or whatever? So, um, so don't try to like pray through the individual details. Just try to abstract a little bit and say, I know basically what that story is, is about, but like Pastor Josh, uh, Pastor Marcus's sermon from, 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 from last Sunday, that is just such a good thing to, to pray for someone that people would know that Jesus is able and Jesus is willing and that Jesus has the power. Like those are three little prayer points there that you could pray for your immediate family for. You could think about your, your, your transformation group, maybe a, a family or life group. Boy, that's just beautiful. Um, what if you are reading through and uh, um, you're in Jeremiah? I've, I've been reading through, 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 through Jeremiah. Or maybe the psalm of that day is an imprecatory psalm where you're praying judgment on people. And, uh, for example, I was just reading. It's kind of funny. I'm going to show you a little method here where you get to uh, pick and choose from, from some of those day psalms. And one of them is Psalm 58. Uh, and I'll explain why I'm talking about Psalm 58 in a minute. And sure enough, oh, God, break the teeth in their mouths. And you're like, well, I guess I have a daughter who has a loose tooth. Um, oh God, break the teeth in their mouths. Tear out the fangs of the young lions, oh Lord. Let them vanish like water. So you're like, okay, God, I'm going to pray um, that my neighbors vanish like water. Um, so what do you do with that? Well, uh, I wish we had more time to kind of pr brainstorm uh, through that. Um, so often in such a psalm, you're going to talk about sins that, are, that, that, that God hates. And you can pray for God's protection of them in your life or the lives of those that you love is just one thing. These psalms show a passion for God's glory. And that's a really easy thing that we can turn into prayer. You know, we might not say, hey, uh, my neighbor, uh, Bob, God, can you uh, smash out those uh, teeth? Um, we, I think we know that that's not loving our enemies as we pray for that individual in almost all circumstances. <laughs> like maybe someone, I, I don't know, even someone who's persecuting Christians now, we still want to see them saved, right? Um, but does God have a passion for his glory? Yeah. And when Jesus comes back, is he going to put the smack down? Yeah. And are we ready for God to bring worldwide justice? Yeah, so those are the kinds of things that you can turn those imprecatory psalms uh, and pray for. You can say, Lord, please bring Jesus. Now, now until he comes back, save as many as you will. Um, please be rescuing my neighbor before he comes back. So you see that even just a little meditating there uh, on, 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 on a passage of, of, of judgment. Um, you also see that's what you deserved. And so that's a real easy time when you read those kinds of, of, of prophecies of judgment or, or, or imprecatory psalms to say, I was right there, and uh, Christ took, his, his teeth were smashed uh, because, so that mine weren't. And so there's just a couple things you can do. If you do find yourself being like, wow, that was kind of uh, a, a, a dark one. Okay, so... Um, so those are just a couple questions. If you don't know what, what, what it means, if it's an imprecatory psalm or, or a psalm of judgment, where to start? Okay, so, so how could you start with this right now? And, uh, and so like that's where I've talked a lot about psalms. Psalms are a great place to start. So uh, Donald Whitney writes, God gave the psalms to us so that we would give the psalms back to God. That's a great line. God gave the psalms to us so that we would give the psalms back to God. The psalms are songs, they are prayers, and, uh, and there are a, a variety of psalms. There are, there are rejoicing, exultant psalms. They are the wicked are overcoming us psalms. They are, there are thanksgiving psalms. There are I am downcast psalms. So there's different kinds of psalms because there's different kinds of, 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 of prayer. I had a friend who described uh, the, the psalms as, as, as kind 
kind of like 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 God's playlist. And just as you know, you, you, you might be sad, you want to put on a sad song, which maybe you should put on a happy song, but anyways, you put on a sad song, you just kind of, well, there's the right psalm for your mood. And uh, sometimes you need to find a different flavor. And sometimes you're like, no, Lord, I can't wait for justice. And then there's a psalm for that. Um, Okay, so there are different kinds of psalms. It's a great place to start if you want to grow in this. Uh, It's probably easier. uh, um, Okay, so as you pray a psalm, you might ask yourself, how long? Okay, And, and you could try just praying and see how it goes. But there's some mornings you might have 10 minutes and you don't make it through, through the whole psalm. There's some mornings you might let the length of the psalm regulate how your prayer goes. But I would encourage you not to be like, oh, wow, it's kind of a long psalm. It's a, it's a 30 verse or I'm going to be here for a long time. Because that could start feeling overwhelming and you're not really enjoying praying. And so just start. And sometimes, you know, the alarm is going to go off like, I got to get ready. Um, and then other times you might be like, oh, I, I, I actually finished through it. Practically, um, I would encourage, and this is one of the things that's difficult if you don't have room in your house, but try praying out loud. If you can, because most of our talking we do out loud. Now, I know that's changing with the texting world. Um, it's fine. Some of you, I really enjoyed that practice of just writing uh, a prayer. I'm like, I, I think that the, the Pastor Joshua does that. I'm like, I enjoyed that way more than I thought I would. And I was way less worried about it being perfect than I thought uh, I would be. But I really enjoy praying out loud. Personally, I, I can enjoy pacing. I enjoy a nice walk under under trees by a river, but we don't have a tree or a river like that. But um, um, if you've got room to kind of pace and talk out loud, awesome. If I don't, if I'm just sitting there, most of the time I am moving my ellipse because it feels more like real talking. So for some of you, writing, probably just don't be intent on just being quiet. Right, just I mean, if, if if you can do it, great. But if you need to grow in this discipline, um, write, talk out loud, mumble, do something rather than just be quiet, because it doesn't really feel like like real talking. It's just encouragement. Scripture doesn't say that. Okay, so which psalm? You're like, ah, oh, there's 150. I'm gonna spend a lot of time today and find the really good psalm. And a, 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 a simple thing that you can do to reduce the number of psalms to consider, because there's 150 of them, you could just keep praying through the same you know, Psalm 1 tomorrow, then Psalm 2, then Psalm 3. But you will notice that, 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 that there are patterns in psalms, and that sometimes they're all really rejoicing psalms, and you may want to switch it up as your heart is discouraged that day. Or you're like, wow, the last five psalms have been all like, like rejoice and bring out the symbols. And you're like, I love the end of the psalms, but I want to mix it up. So a, a, a method, and I don't know if, if Donald Whitney was the one who discovered this, or, um, but you could think of um, the day of the month it is. Does anyone know the day of the month? 28th, good job, okay. So the 28th, and then what you can do is just say, okay, there's 150 psalms. On the 28th, I could look at Psalm 28, Psalm 58, Psalm 88, Psalm 118, and Psalm 148. Okay, so you just add 30 to it, okay? So if it was the 17th, you'd look at Psalm 17, Psalm 47, Psalm 77, 107, and 137. Okay, uh, in the office we have a little chart that has all that out. If you need one of those, I, I think you brought them back from South Africa, right? They're, they're they're on the back table, providential. Okay, so if your math skills are bad, <laughs> you can grab one of those and make it even easier for you. Now the idea isn't like, okay, I'm going to really study all four of these psalms here, or all, or all five, and say which is today's perfect psalm. Just just really look at them really quickly. Psalm 28, Psalm 58, 88, and, and you might be like, oh, Psalm 58, it was an imprecatory psalm, um, psalm, and I'm just doing it, skimming through my a Bible now, oh, Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you day and night before you. Um, yeah, okay, and Psalm 118, and sometimes it's going to be like, well, I know this one, Psalm 23, it's going to be easy, 
And sometimes you're like, I know Psalm 23 really well. I've prayed that a lot. I want to skip to something else. And uh, Psalm 118, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for steadfast love endures forever. And, 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 and you're just going to pick one. Don't spend any more time on it than I, than I just did, though. Okay? Uh, for those of us who are perfectionists, like this is the hang-up. You might just need to pray through the same, through, 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 through the next psalm. Okay? So you're giving your, 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 yourself a choice there because the psalms do have a range of human emotions to them. Um, there's some that are exhilarating or they're going through frustration or discouragement or guilt. Um, and uh, so, uh, 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 so, Ath, so Athanasius, excuse me, Athanasius, the fourth century, North African theologian said, whatever, you, whatever your particular need or trouble, from this same book, you can select a form of words to fit it. And that's so true of the Psalms by looking at that five, the, the, the sampling. And they spread them out because that breaks through where, where some Psalms have the same theme and they're going through a theme. You, you'll come to a portion where all five are like, man, David is going through a lot of trouble here. And uh, Okay, so those Psalms are great to pray. Paul's prayers are great uh, to, 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 to pray. We're almost done. We're going to get to practice. We're going to spend time practicing. Um, but I just want to go just a couple, just like two more minutes here. And there's a couple things that you can do, I think, to help you with this long term. Okay? Uh, because you, you, so my problem, and it may be because I'm a self-centered person, is I could pray for me. And that, that's not bad to turn a psalm into prayer for you, but you may also want to pray for other people. So you might want to have a little prayer list there. And, and now don't make it complex, but maybe as you, you, you know, and I know that some family take the family Christmas cards and they pray for one, for one Christmas card each day. Have that there. You've got your family you're going to pray for, and you've got a family from the church. And now you're praying for Psalm 27.1 for a family that you would have never even thought about. Okay? So, so we can talk more about how to complement this with some kind of prayer list with it. Um, but one of the things I think that can help most is, is to think about different kinds of prayers. So first of all, you're not going to need any help. But to keep this being a long-term habit, um, there's different kinds of prayer. And we can think about praise, you can think about thanksgiving, you can think about confession, you can think about bringing requests to the Lord, and you can think about how all these things get tied to Jesus Christ. So, here's a quote from, 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 from Piper where he's going to be kind of encouraging that. The scripture either tells us something about God and Christ when we are reading so that we can praise him. Or they tell something about what God and Christ and the Holy Spirit have done so that we can thank him and express faith in it. Or they tell us what God expects from us so that we can cry out for his help. Or they tell us about something we failed to do so that we can confess our sins. Um, so it seems to me that virtually all the Bible is doing is one, of the more, one or more of those four things. Something about God, something about what he's done, something about what he expects, something about how we have failed. So that naturally leads us to praise God, Thanks to God, crying for help to God, confession of sin to God. Some of you have done this for, for years in your prayer with the ACTS method, A-C-T-S, right? Some of you have heard that before. Uh, 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 a is adoration or praise. C is confession. T is thank thanksgiving. And S is supplication. N notice that that's really the same thing. Things we can praise God for, things we can thank God for, sins that we can confess, requests we can bring to God. You think about that in yourself, and now you start praying that same thing for someone else, you're going to have really an enjoyable prayer time. Really. And I think that probably most of us, if you've got spirit in you, I think you're going to find yourself praying longer than you intend. So, now that might be a, a big promise. So, let's, we're going to take some time praying. Uh, you're sitting next to someone. You're welcome to spread out a little bit if you want, but before you do... Um, today is the 28th, so what psalms might we choose from? 28, 58, 88, you guys are great at this, 118, 148, 
Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, just cheat here. Open your Bible, skim, and choose between Psalm 88 or 118. Okay, choose between Psalm 88 or 118. I'm just going to give you a minute to do that. I'm actually counting in my head. You don't even have to pray yet. You're just picking. Okay, does, does, raise your hand if you've got one between Psalm 88 and Psalm 118. Okay, we're all going to do this. So at some point, everyone's hand is going to have to raise. Okay, I'll just keep them raised until everyone's hands are up. You picked one of those two. Psalm 88 or 118. I hope there's no one who's like, I refuse to do this exercise. <laughs> Jesus is your great high priest. He's going to help you out. <laughs> okay, okay. I trust, I trust, even though I haven't seen all the hands, that all of you have picked one of those two. And now what we're going to do is you can just start and praying through it. Okay? You can spread out a little bit if you want. Obviously, we're not going to be able to be out loud. If your habit is to write down your prayers, you can do that. Um, remember, if, if this is really hard and doesn't automatically go, you could say, what can I praise him for? What can I thank him for? What do I need to confess? Who can I pray for this? Okay, we're going to do that for the next seven minutes. I'm going to bring us back and we'll talk quickly about how it went.
Okay, I'm going to gather us back together. I feel like I'm interrupting some of your prayer times, and that's a good thing. So it's not good for me to interrupt them, but I'm thankful for that. Um, I had talked about the kinds of things that we can pray for, that they're easy, we can think of things to praise God for, to thank him for, sins to confess, requests to bring him. But I also mentioned um, to be thinking about via gospel. And so if you read through Psalm 58, how many of you chose Psalm 58? Yeah, some, yeah. It starts off easy, and then you read like, whoa, this is kind of a, a heavy psalm. So maybe some of you skimmed it, and you went to, to Psalm 118. If you did stay, say, in Psalm 58, you can pray for people going through that kind of persecution and suffering, but it's also a very sweet psalm there uh, to be praising God uh, for our salvation in Christ as he, as the righteous king, went through that. Um, let's uh, talk real quickly about what some of the things that you noticed, and maybe if uh, we could get that, uh, thank, thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, um, how was that for you? Does anyone have any responses? How, like, how did it go? Any questions? Um, anything you want to share? Not so much what you prayed for, but like, like, was, like, what have you noticed from doing that little exercise? Yeah, Scott. Hi, Scott. No, but I, I, I can hear you, so. There you go. Like quiet time, you, you read through it quickly, and mm-hmm. then when you slow it down, you start realizing just little things in those passages, and, it, and it's, it's very refreshing. Totally, right? So that's a, 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 a kind of a, a neat perk from this method, is that you're meditating. This is totally what meditating is. And, uh, and so, yes, yeah, great. So if you didn't know what meditating scripture is, this is a great example of that. Thanks, Scott. Perfect. Jeremy sees a hand. I didn't. I love that. I think also in my prayer time, I tend to focus on the circumstances, mm-hmm. and I find the psalm to be the psalms to be helpful because they help me to recenter my prayer requests based on who God is. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, 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 great. And I have got that from Donald Whitney's list too, and really, so both of them so far, our, our prayers tend to be more about God than 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 about me. Now we can still bring our requests to Him, but then it's it's He's big, yeah, and He cares. That's beautiful. The uh, audio team is going to need to wear I the got track one, shoes. Yeah, Kirk. So, and this is more mechanism, and I'm, I guess, reiterating what you called out earlier. If you are easily prone to distraction and you are frustrated by that, I felt following a psalm to be more like being pulled through my own prayer. Mm-hmm. Right? It was yeah, just okay. pulling me right through. Yeah. Quick clip. Yeah. So that was encouraging. Yeah, great. Yeah, and and and, and some of you might find yourself even work through a psalm quickly, well then go to a, 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 another psalm. Great, but that is, uh, helps with distraction. Thank you. Hugo? One thing that I noticed is, uh, as I was praying for, for Lucas uh, through the psalm, I, I, I felt like I got into the application of the psalm mm-hmm. to his specific circumstance, and I felt like it was more um, intentional than just praying what I usually pray for. for right, him. yeah. Yeah, no, and that's a great point. It really does help us uh, to know God's heart, to know his will, and all of a sudden our prayers are, uh, right, they're just not the same old things. They're, they're, they're good things we often tend to pray for, but we, we find ourselves just deeper. Yeah, thank you. I think it, it also helps me to pray with more confidence and faith mm-hmm. because I know what I'm praying is God's will. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. We know what God what God wants, right? He, he either wants to be exalted in this way and depended on in this way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, there's a lot that could be said there. That's great. Did any of you find that you could have kept praying longer? 
Yeah, and that's maybe true for some of you who normally struggle to have a seven-minute prayer time. And so, Lord willing, um, that will encourage some of you. Like, I enjoyed praying. Jeremy? Oh, yeah. Pastor Yasha? Uh, it helps me feel a more, more of a range of emotions because mm. some of us are up and down and some of us are less. And the psalmist has all kinds of emotions going on. And yeah, so that's, it, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 great, because, because like praying through Psalm 58, you're like, whoa, this is heavy. And I'm like, boy, but I have brothers and sisters in Christ right now experiencing this for Christ. That would not have been a thought that I had this, this, this morning if I wasn't praying that Psalm or an emotion, or I valued Christ more. That wouldn't have, yeah, great, thank you. Well, our time is pretty much done. Um, if, 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 uh, if you need to practice this with someone, you know, kids, students, sorry, um, you can ask your parents to do this with you. I'm sure that they would love to. If you would um, like to be further stretched in this and you're like, you know, I, I, I want to do this, can, 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 can I go back and forth praying this way with someone? Ask me, and I will find someone to do that with you. If you're a guy, I would love to sit down and spend time with you. We'll do the, we'll do the same thing. And then I'll pray a little prayer, and, 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 and you'll pray one. And we can just take turns. That could be a great model for, for how you might be able to pray together as a family, or for those of you who are married, praying together as couples. Um, so I trust that this could be really fruitful for you to go forward and to help you make disciples. Um, I think that's probably... Enough for now. So I'm going to close in prayer. Oh, Father, you are very kind to us. And thank you for giving us prayers. I thank you that Jesus taught us to pray, which can also inform that the, uh, the, even reading through a psalm, to be praying for your kingdom to come and reminding us we have needs and that we, we have sins we need to forgive others and to be forgiven of. And uh, so, Lord, thank you that you teach us how to pray. And uh, Father, I pray that you would use this little time here uh, in, in a fruitful way and that uh, we would be uh, more close with you and better uh, disciples of one another. Father, may we pray more and pray your words back to you. In Jesus' name, amen.